0: But don't try to plan 99% of the steps because one, it would be boring if you did that. And two, you're going to miss out. You might be afraid. You might even not take the first step. So what's the point of that planning?
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the producers of the show, and I'm joined, as always, by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how you doing, man?
0: Ready to go. Ready. Venice days are the fun ones yeah, they are. Uh, that, that yeah. we love to do. We try to get into some uh, really interesting topics.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so Sangram, today we are going to be talking about a beginner's mindset. And as we were talking about this offline, you mentioned Mark Benioff, which you know you're you you know he's he's obviously you know b- had a big influence on on you and on a lot of folks in that kind of tech ecosystem. But talk to us about beginner's mindset, why it's important, and you know, what was the, I guess, springboard for this episode idea.
0: You know, as we are growing, uh, yes, at Terminus, we went from three co-founders to 200 plus people. And, you know, the, the things are things are great. I mean, of course, we have problems and challenges, but things are great. And recently, I started to feel like, wait a minute, there's some ideas that are good to be executed on, and they're just not moving as fast. And I'm looking around like, we have 200 people. We, we didn't have that many. Why are these things not moving fast? And, and some have to appreciate that. The company is growing, and we need to have more people involved and more process, and there are more things that can break. So you can't just go crazy like you did in the first when you had like ten people. And I and I get that. At the same time, it's it's a reminder for me of what Mark Benioff said when uh, when he was doing an all hands when I was at Salesforce through the part of acquisition. He said, and he used to kind of bring that, and he and he took took actions. He said we gotta have beginner's mindset, and what his point was that companies too often, too quickly get into a mindset of the daily routine. And they are very easily moved into a place where they start thinking that, well, it's going to take longer just because we're a growing company and we're getting bigger. And he's very well known to bring the CEOs and founders of the company that he acquired, that Salesforce acquired, and put them into really big roles. Uh, the classic example is right now, Adam, who is a co, who was a co-founder of Pardot and Adam Blitzer now runs, you know, not only Pardot business, but the entire sales cloud. And I think he now has service cloud. That's like he is running almost like $5 billion portfolio at Salesforce, and he was a founder of a startup company three wow. years ago. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you think about that. And if he, as we all know, and look at Salesforce as an iconic brand, if he is thinking and doing that, and he's taking actions to bring in founders and, and startup CEOs to become and, and lead the biggest portfolio of a really big company, then I want to challenge myself and everybody who's listening. Is that what are we doing internally? Are we making excuses, or do we truly have a beginner's mindset? Love it.
1: So, how has that kind of manifested itself in in Terminus's story? Like, what what are the practical day in, day out life at Terminus?
0: Dude, uh, and we are learning and I'm I'm really noticing. So this is really off the cuff. I don't have tremendous examples to say, hey, here's what we have done. And we have not completely transformed again and things like that. But what's happening very clearly is that we're noticing, we're observing, and we're trying to figure out what to do. And we're starting to figure out like, okay, we all of a sudden have maybe two layers or three layers of people. So now there's a much more approval process that happens in our organization. But it, it, we have also learned that it's not that people don't want to do big things. We have learned that people actually want to do big things, but they are just not sure what way to go about it. The, the reality, what happens in most companies, James, and I think you and, and most listeners will appreciate is let's say you're a marketer today and you have a new idea. In a small company or small team, it's very easy. You just say, okay, I have an idea. Hey, what do you think? You just bend over on the other side and tell your boss, who happens to sit ranked next to you, and say, hey, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And two days later, you have it and you run with it. Now, all of a sudden, you be part of a 50-people marketing team or a 30-people sales team or a 200-people organization, for example. And you're like, okay, oh, that's a good idea. But wait a minute, we have these 20 other things we need to do. And... Ideas get shut down and it's not anybody's fault. What happens is we just have too much to do and we start looking at it as a to-do list as opposed to, wait a minute, is this idea better than everything else I have on this list? Then maybe we should do this because we need to move the needle and here's our bigger goal. So at at a highest level, I want to share a few examples of what we had done in the past. And I'm starting to bring that back into the company. But at the highest level, I think we all, all of us have to start thinking about, do we have a beginner's mind at these things? Because if we keep, if we don't do that, we will become IBM. We will become like these gigantic companies that that are not moving as fast as as, as they need to be. Yeah, and we so don't want
1: to do that. You've got some examples, Sangram, from like early days of Terminus, not wanting to become the IBM of the world. Like, constantly kind of iterating daily. And one of the examples that we were talking about was uh, sales decks. Can you talk about kind of how that beginner's mindset translated to the sales decks that you guys were pushing out?
0: Yeah, man. I think we, in the early days, I remember we iterated, we called it rapid experimentation. And we very quickly, we literally did a pitch. (laughs) I still remember in the very early days when I used to do the selling. Thank God I'm not doing that because... The sales team is like would kick me out. I'm not as good. I'm, I'm more emotional and like I, I care about the problem and, and less about the price. But if it was me, yeah. up to me, I'll just give it away for free. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. just a good thing, and, but it won't be a good business idea. Anyway, so in the early days, the sales deck, for example, we put a sales deck together and we'll do a presentation uh, to a future customer. And we would essentially look at it and say, oh, you know what? That worked, that didn't. And we'll change the deck immediately for the next call. So we would do this rapid experimentation. Within a day, we would probably use the same deck or create a new deck and try different ways to pitch it. And I think what what started to happen is now we got to a point where we're like, okay, everybody got to use the same narrative, the same message, the same thing, which makes sense because you want to make sure everybody's on message. But Every salesperson is different, though their style is different. The way they communicate certain things are different. So we're trying to make sure that every salesperson now has the ability to to make sure that they are changing things. And Alex and Tony, who are our sales leaders at the Terminus, they are the best at this. They really groom every single salesperson to be themselves so they can always change the decks and the process the way they want to make sure. But they want to make sure that they have some level of standardization. So we need to find... A balance between what we do at, at, as a corporate company as we become as a bigger company versus how do we have a beginner's mindset where the salesperson is trying to iterate based on the feedback that he or she is getting super active.
1: What would be, Sangram, like the, obviously the upside to this style of leadership really is that you're the constant iteration, like constantly moving is you're obviously like you're constantly getting better, but is there a downside to it? Like, are there kind of warnings that you can cast to folks that want to start being more iterative? changing more rapidly, like what would be the kind of the warning signs or things that you would advise people to, Hey, be on the lookout for this. This is probably going to happen. And you're probably going to have to deal with this.
0: That's a great question, James. Uh, I think it's like the idea of giving keys to the Ferrari, right? We want People to have the keys to the Ferrari, but we don't want them to just drive it in a ditch in other directions. So, so I think that's a really, really good question. And I feel like the best way to explain that is really through an example. I think when you get into, let's just take the sales example or the sales pitch as an example. In that scenario, the best thing we could do because the team has grown now it's great. You can do your experimentation and you can do it your way, but you have to share that as a feedback with the entire team. And that's what has changed because what has really, at the end of the day, as the company grows, as the teams grow, I think most people will appreciate that. What changes is the communication becomes so important. The original days, the the early days, the beginner days, the communication wasn't an issue because everybody was sitting in one conference room. So the communication was just happening. Now, yeah. when we have 200 people or 50 people in a sales team or 30 people in the marketing team, all those things start happening, you start recognizing that, oh, my goodness, I need to communicate more. And that may, be, that may feel burdensome. That may feel like, you know what, why do I have to do? It's a great idea. Let me run with it. But man, at the end of the day, if you can communicate what you're doing, or more importantly, If you can communicate back like, hey, guys, I just tried something different yesterday. Instead of just sending an email, I did a video with an email and then followed with a direct mail. And you know what? I got a tech. Somebody responded back to me. Let me share with you what I did. I think that level of active communication on a daily basis as the companies grow is super important. That's not happening, James. To your point, it's a red flag. Because what will happen as a leader, you will see everybody going rogue and everybody doing their own thing. And then you would have no way to figure out what works, what doesn't work. Because the best thing that organization need to do and know that the greatest asset is people and training people is become more and more important. And you want to train people with some level of standardization, but then also give them freedom to be themselves. So this level of feedback on both sides yeah. is, so, super, so is super, super critical.
1: Does that communication happen? Is it like a kind of a daily stand-up environment? Like how do you, as the organization grows, like you guys have grown, like are there systems or processes that you guys have implemented that allow that communication to happen the way it needs to?
0: Every team has their own way of doing it. And that's one of the things that we have loved so far. And that has been a great part of our culture. Some teams have a daily standup, especially the engineering team. They have their daily scrum and they have a cascading style where they would meet, the managers would meet and the leaders would meet later. Some teams meet uh, the the SDR team. They have a coaching program because they have to coach each other. There's peer coaching that happens because you got to learn from each other. So when an SDR makes a call, they have to tell other SDRs what they do. So there's a peer coaching and Lucas who runs that team, he does a phenomenal job of creating an environment of not only stand-ups, multiple day stand-ups, Monday, Friday, but also but also this is the this is the fun part, but also having coaching internally because you can learn so much from each other. And that's how the sales team works. On the marketing side of the house, there's agile marketing. So Peter, as he came from version one and started to take over the reins for marketing. He's implementing a an agile marketing framework, which means everything is done in sprints. So all projects, especially because marketing is so agile, everybody wants something out of marketing, right? The product team, the sales team, the... And the PR stuff, like every customer success, every team wants something from marketing all the time. So you can't have like an annual plan with every yeah. single day planned yeah. uh, if you're truly doing marketing. So they have sprints. So they do 15 day sprints where they just put everything in Kanban or a Trello board or, or some of the tools like that and figure out what they're going to do and make sure there's some flexibility in it. But that allows them to be nimble. And that's what that team needs to be. So Every team, because of how they are structured and function in the organization based on the size, has a way to do and deal with change. And to me, beginner's mindset, I think the big idea there is that how are you coping with the change? Are you answering the question or answering the call for any change that's happening with, well, that's going to have to wait? Or are you answering it in a way where that's saying, you know what, we need to look at that, look at the priorities see if this new idea is going to help us achieve our goal so we need to change the priorities or we can say hey this new idea how great it is it's awesome but it doesn't address the priority that we have as an organization so we're not going to do it is there a process for us to to do that and quite frankly i don't think we have that fully fleshed out today and and it just was a reminder for me as i was looking around is that we need to do that more openly, clearly, and transparently, and something that yeah. I think any you, every you organization is. We were about.
1: kind of talking offline about this. You said the point was that you never overthought. Like one of the big picture ideas here for this this beginner's mindset idea is that. You didn't think about every single thing. You cared about the next call, the next email, the next moment, making it better, making it more memorable. And if you failed, you just kind of chalked it up to an experiment and you moved on. You didn't didn't paralyze yourself by analyzing every little micro action. Can you elaborate on that for us?
0: Totally, man. I think that is the beauty of having a beginner's mindset is that you're not too attached and emotionally driven by that idea to a point where you don't think about the big picture. So to me, the best way when I was at Salesforce, I remember you know Mark Benioff giving his all hands and and telling everybody, hey, here's the new message that we have come up with. And at that time, it's all about customer success. And one of the the points he made was like, well, this is what we're going to do, guys. And he literally said, I remember it very clearly. He said, I don't know all the plans. We don't have all the plans. But what I know is that we're going to execute the best we possibly can with this big idea as an organization. And I want every Everybody committed to it and it's okay if you disagree, but you all need to commit to this big idea because everybody has opinions. At one point or the other, somebody has to say, thank you, but let's just get on the bus and move. So he said, this is the big idea and we're going to go at it and we're just going to move on. And I think it was a really moment of clarity for a lot of people because in an organization as it grows and as you hire people and as they become more and more part and ingrained in the organization, you sometimes get too wrapped up around the axle yourself and you you have all these legacy thoughts and ideas or challenges and problems that that never seem to be overcome and you start becoming unfortunately negative and you yourself may never recognize it. So it's a a, a salam if you are that person today. But the other part of all is that don't overthink it. Like once a decision is made or once an idea is brought to brought to bear, I think a lot of times we, as the organization grows, we have a tendency to plan every single detail throughout. And quite honestly, if we did that, we wouldn't be doing this podcast, right? We, because we would be so scared to do the podcast because we have looked at every single problem that it can possibly have. So I think what a beginner's mindset is all about is that you just think about the next two or three steps and have the big aspirational goal, whatever that might be. You need to have that. But don't try to plan 99% of the steps because one, it would be boring if you did that. And two, you're going to miss out. You might be afraid. You might even not take the first step. So what's the point of that planning? So to me, this idea of overthinking can really cripple you. And the beauty of beginner's mind is that it sets you free. I mean, I'm having conversations every day,
1: single with folks that are you know wanting to start podcasts they're thinking about starting podcasts and they're asking me all these questions about you know related to different aspects of of podcasting and i can tell pretty early on based on the questions that they're asking that they're doing exactly what you just talked about they're overthinking elements of the show that are really just crippling them from getting started they're overanalyzing every piece of equipment that they want to use and they're you know they're just they're overthinking things that in the end don't really matter that much <laughs> and so- (laughs) So I I love that you hammered home that point, the importance of not overthinking, just constantly pushing, moving to the next thing. Obviously, you know, you're wanting to do quality work in the process of that. But understanding that you're learning along the way. I think that's just a really powerful idea. What is the takeaway or the challenge for this concept, Sangram, that you want listeners to walk away with?
0: Man, I'm I'm pumped about this. So the challenge, as we always love to give at the end of the day, this podcast is not good if you don't take any action. Right. We if you're not doing this just for you know of course we're having fun, but we want people to do something with this and take action. So for our challenge today, to my challenge to you, every one of the listeners today, is that find your beginner's mind. Go get it, right? You you have it in you. You know you maybe somebody on your team has an idea that is really cool and interesting. And you just have not stepped up to it because you just felt you're going to you're not going to be able to do it or you're afraid or you're scared or you are you don't have all the answers to the question or you don't know all the steps it's going to take to get there. Whatever it might be today, take the leap of faith, like go back home, go back to work, whatever you're doing right now. Just try to get back into this beginner's mindset. What if you were uh, like just my son, who's seven years old, where he doesn't think about things? He was catching butterflies yesterday uh, in the garden, right? I mean, like, what would you? It look like for you, where if you were that kid right now, where you would just go and say, you know what? I'm just gonna go catch this butterfly, and it, it you don't know where it's gonna land, where it's gonna go, but you're gonna go try your best, and you're gonna have fun doing it. So, our challenge to to all of you is that find your beginners mind find that your beginners idea and don't overthink it. it just awesome. just well, try you
1: it, just are listening to this and you have not already left a review of this podcast in Apple Podcasts or whatever player you're listening to it in please go and leave a review it helps us a ton uh climb the climb the charts in iTunes and get more exposure on on this content. We're obviously really passionate about uh, the stuff we talk about here and we want more more and more folks to consume it. So leave a review and uh, as always, have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.